Hello and welcome to another beautiful Friday on Speaking For Him. I'm Dan Van Zalen and here's your host, Andrew Gomson. It's great to be with you, Dan, and today I have the privilege of reviewing the movie A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Now, this is a movie that I um, have been looking forward to ever since I saw the first teaser trailer um, and realized that Tom Hanks was going to play the man in the red cardigan, Mr. Rogers, and I heard an interview on the Wally show not too long ago with Joanne Rogers, the um, wife of the late Fred Rogers, and Wally asked her if she thought that he would approve of Tom Hanks playing him, and apparently he was a big Tom Hanks fan, so the choice to cast him was more than just the fact that he's a phenomenal actor, which he is. And we will dig into this movie a little bit further, but first, can you give us our quote of the day, Dan? Of course. Children need to know that even when adults make plans, sometimes they don't turn out as they hoped. Fred Rogers. All right. And I think that's one of the things that, that jumps out to me at, uh, at first glance at, at the story of Fred Rogers is the fact that he was – he wanted to reach children on a real level. Um, I'm going to re- probably refer a few times to, or, or well, I'll mention it now and I may refer to it again, but I'm also listening to a an authorized biography of Fred Rogers called The Good Neighbor by Maxwell King. And I, I just find it fascinating how he grew up and how he learned to, um, to connect with children. One, they, I found it interesting that one of the things they said about him being able to connect with children is that the reason he was able to do so so well is he wasn't afraid to connect to his own childhood. You know, sometimes we just we get through our childhood and we kind of leave it behind and we we don't really embrace our inner child that much. But apparently that was something that he found fairly easy. And I found out also that he had a short-lived show called Mr. Rogers – for three years in Canada before he started <laughs> Mr. Rogers Neighborhood here in the U.S. So just a little known fact as we kick things off. Um, we'll be back to discuss some more details, but first let's hear the theatrical trailer for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. Hello, neighbor. Hey, I'm looking for Fred Rogers in here. It's a beautiful day in this neighborhood, a beautiful day for a neighbor. Would you be mine? Could you be mine? Please, won't you be my neighbor? Hello, neighbor. Mr. Rogers, I'm here to interview you. It is so nice to meet you. You okay? I'm profiling Mr. Rogers. Lloyd, please don't ruin my childhood. This piece will be for an issue about heroes. Do you consider yourself a hero? We are trying to give the world positive ways of dealing with their feelings. Yeah? Like what? things you can do you can play all the lowest keys on a piano at the same time 
love broken people like me. Sometimes we have to ask for help, and that's okay. I think the best thing we can do is to let people know boom, that each one of them is precious. Okay, so there is the trailer for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. So, Daniel, do you have some questions that you would like I to ask? I do have questions. All right. So, what are positive things of this movie? Well, I think uh, Tom Hanks uh, captures the essence of Mr. Rogers. I think, you know, you know it's kind of interesting because there's certain actors like Adam Sandler or like... Jimmy Stewart of old or like Will Ferrell where they may play different types of characters, but you kind of know, Hey, this is, um, what's going to happen. This is so and so, and this is the kind of thing that's going to happen. But Tom Hanks has the unique ability of absorbing himself into the character in such a way that you almost believe that he is the character that he's portraying. I mean, if you look at, um, uh, Forrest Gump, I mean, he won an Academy Award for that film, and he he really did a great job. And it's interesting to note that he was like the third or fourth choice for that role, but he definitely personified it in such a way that people would not um, have appreciated. I don't, I don't think quite as much without him. You, and you see it, you saw it, he played Jim Lovell in... Uh, Apollo 13, he was Captain Phillips in a biopic about him. And in Castaway, he was extremely believable as someone that had been stranded on a deserted island for months with nothing but a volleyball named Wilson, uh, <laughs> who was his friend. And, and managing to make that an enjoyable movie when it's basically just one guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know how he does it, but he was able to do that. And so I think the, the powerful performance of Tom Hanks definitely is a positive. And I think it's really neat that he developed this relationship with this news reporter. And I think that's one thing to refer back to the autobiography or not the autobiography, but the authorized biography that I'm reading. Um, it seems like everybody that came into, uh, Mr. Rogers life, that if you came into his life, he didn't forget you. You were a lifelong friend of his and he invested heavily in his friends. And I, I really resonate with him there because that's the way I, I feel about my friendships. And um, he's a good example of that. Okay. So now for the downer, what are the negatives for this movie? Okay. Well, as I do with every movie that's based on true events, um, I fact check it which means I go to it and I say, well, how much of this is true? How much of it is false? Um, because I want to make sure that I'm not, you know, like over the moon excited about something that happened in the movie that was so awesome that he did or that somebody else did. And I kind of 
parroted it as true because I saw it in a movie instead <laughs> of being like, well, that was a thematic stylistic thing they did. And I was a little bit bummed that this movie uh, seems to be like 50% true. Um, and what I mean by that is everything, all the scenes and the, the, the lines that Mr. Rogers gave were mostly true. There actually was uh, a time when he was talking about that uh, children need to know that it's okay to fail, that adults sometimes fail and don't always get everything right. Referring back to the quote that we opened the show with, and there was a scene where he, in the movie, where he's trying to put up a tent on Mr. Rogers' neighborhood and he wasn't getting it right. And they asked him if he wanted, if they wanted, if he wanted them to cut and then have somebody else put up the tent and then he could show the finished project. And he said, no, because I want them to know that I don't know everything and that it's okay for me to fail at something because failing is how we learn. And so I thought that was really good. And of course the relationship between him and the journalist was true. They had a lifelong relationship because of an article that he was chosen to write, but there was a lot of dramatic elements of the journalist's life that weren't as accurate that they kind of doctored up to make them more interesting. But, uh, I, I thought it was an interesting choice to basically make the movie into one long Mr. Rogers episode. (laughs) Um, so it was basically a Mr. Rogers episode for, for adults because he starts the movie by coming in and singing, walking onto a set and singing the theme song. And then he says he's going to tell us about his relationship with this journalist, um, which is played very well by Matthew Rays. Um, he's, he's, I believe he's an English or Scottish actor, but he plays American parts on the regular and does a, does a really good. American accent, so you wouldn't know unless you listened to interviews with him that that was the case. Um, I I think I think it it's kind of uh, hindered, and this is the last this is the last thing I'll say in the negative category. It's kind of hindered by making the thematic choice to rather than making a conventional biopic to focus on this one article that was written and his relationship with the journalist. Cause it's just a small part of his life. Mm-hmm. And so I think from a storytelling perspective, things are kind of hindered because of that, but overall a very good film. All right. So then what is the biggest lesson you took away from this film? I think the biggest thing that the film made me want to do is to continue my investment in the lives of others. Um, Mr. Rogers was all about investing in others and making them feel comfortable. Um, There was a time, I think fairly early on in his broadcasting career, where he was given a limo ride. There was a limo ride arranged for him uh, to a party at a, at a friend's house at a mansion. Uh, I think it was one of the TV executives and he invite and the limo driver said, well, what time should I pick you up? And rather than giving him a time to pick him up, he just invited the limo driver into uh, the party and said, come 
<laughs> be my guest at the party. So, uh, and just wanting to be that way with other people, just, just wanting to care about them. I know that even though a lot of the, the actual story that we saw in the movie for the journalist was contrived, the way Mr. Rogers, uh, actually acted in real life was not contrived. And I think Tom Hanks really nailed it. All right. So if you're going to rate this, how would you rate it one through five? I, when I came out of the film, I was thinking somewhere along the lines of a four to four and a half, but because I'm kind of a stickler for facts, in biopics and because I found out that there was large sections of contrivance within it, uh, that kind of lowers the rating to about a three to a 3.5 out of five. Um, but I do encourage people to watch it. Um, because I definitely agree with people who say we need more people like Mr. Rogers in the world. Uh, people that are going to take the time to be kind and gentle with people um, and to really listen. I think a lot of times we listen to respond mm-hmm. instead of listening to understand. And I think that's one of the biggest things I interview. I, um, I really appreciate about, uh, Mr. Rogers is that he were truly listened to understand. So final thoughts, final thoughts are, um, I believe Tom Hanks, Gave an Oscar-winning performance. I hope he's nominated um, because he did become Mr. Rogers, and I think he did well. Um, I would recommend people watch this movie, um, and I think it can be beneficial and enjoyable. Um, Like I said, a lot of the elements within the story are true elements. The the, the part with the children spontaneously singing on the subway when... uh, Fred went to New York and hung out with the journalist for a day. That really did happen. And so I think it's neat that they put that in the movie. And there's just so many little things that Fred did uh, to bridge gaps. Um, And we talked a little bit more about that in the review I did of the documentary, um, Will You Be My Neighbor, that came out last year. And... Also, just to note, it is the 50th anniversary of Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood this year in 2019. So it debuted in 1969, and he was always able um, and willing to tackle tough issues in a way that children could understand, but he didn't talk down to them. He didn't dumb it down. And I think that's the way some of the public television is today. It's more about <laughs> the fast thrills and and entertainment and entertainment and and just making it condensed and and less uh, impacting. So very important uh, that we keep Mr. Rogers' legacy alive. And incidentally, there are some collections of Mr. Rogers' neighborhood on, on Amazon Prime available for viewing right now. So I would encourage you to avail yourself of that and also um, to check out The Good Neighbor by Maxwell King. 
but those are my final thoughts on The Good Neighbor. And I hope you have a wonderful a weekend and that you keep serving the best of masters. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Your host has been Andrew Gomison, founder of Speaking for Him. For more information on today's show and to leave us comments and voicemails, visit speakingforhim.blogspot.com. You can find Andrew's ministry at speakingforhim.com. That's speaking, the number four, H-I-M. You can also interact with us at facebook.com slash speakingforhim and on Twitter at Speaking For Him. And when you look for us on iTunes and Stitcher, let us know what you think of the podcast by leaving a rating and review.